You're listening to the ministry of Potter's House Church Wandsworth, a Christian Pentecostal church based in South London, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our call is to reach the lost, make disciples and plant churches. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit us at phcwandsworth.co.uk. Hopefully everybody's well, and so we want to spend some time in the Word of God. Um, uh, If you've been following along with us, we've been uh, going through a series, uh, the Proverbs Project, and so um, we're in Proverbs 3. We're going to go through Proverbs 3, so if you've got your Bibles, we're going to be basically all the way through Proverbs 3. And then um, uh, this will give you a greater understanding about uh, this Proverbs 3. And so, um, how many have ever, well, everybody's done it, but one of the things that I hate is when you've purchased something and then after you've purchased it, you realize you've paid way over the odds for it. How many hate that? Come on, man. We all hate that, that you've paid way over the odds. And what makes it worse is like, Somebody says, oh, you paid that much? Oh, I got it for half that. How many know it's like, we didn't need to know that? Now that I've put, I didn't need to know that. Look at someone say, I did not need to know that. Yeah, I didn't need to know that. that, that how many know that don't help me? That's not helping me. Um, and so I find that a little bit frustrating. But the opposite is also true. How many know when you're going to buy something, you was going to buy it anyway? You've set that money aside. You've, got, you've saved up your pennies. It could be... 10 pound, could be 50 pound, 100 pound, 500 pound. You're going to buy this thing. And then someone tells you, oh, I know someone's, I got a link. And we don't mean like a link, like, um, you know, a brethren, no receipt type of link. You know, how many know that you can't be doing that? Because that's, that's, that's off the back of a lorry. That's what we used to say in my days. So we're not talking about that type of brethren. We're talking about someone legit. No, 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 no. I, I know a guy that can, he works there and he can get things. For, yeah, no problem. It's all legit. How many know that's nice when someone says, listen, I'll get you 50% discount. Amen. Some of you are smiling already, man. <laughs> yeah, that, and so when you know people that know things that you don't know, how many know that's great? That is really uh, uh, good. I want to tell you this. It is never positive to have limited understanding on things. There is no positivity to having a limited understanding on, on things. Now, sometimes ignorance of something can kind of help you a little bit, meaning I don't know. Like, if someone don't like you and you don't know it, I mean, it's, who cares? So it, that's, that's not knowing something, but not having understanding That's what we're talking about. More than knowledge is that you don't understand. Limited understanding is never a positive thing. Because let me tell you, limited understanding means things take longer. When you don't understand how something works, it's going to take you longer to do it. How many know that? Life becomes long. Some of you might be sitting here right now and you're like, life is long. This thing is long. You know what it is? Because you've got limited understanding. Not only does things take longer, things are harder. When, when you have a limited understanding, things are harder. Everything becomes harder with a limited understanding. Not only does it become longer, take longer, become harder, you're also going to cost you more. It doesn't matter whether it's money, time, energy. When you have limited understanding, 
it's going to cost you more. And so the question I ask everybody today, and this is a question I've been asking a few people over the last uh, few months, once I've been kind of praying and, and studying this subject, is that where do you get your wisdom from? Where do you get your wisdom from? Because you're getting it from somewhere. You're getting your information from somewhere. The way that you're living your life right now, the way that you're doing your marriage right now, the way that you're running your finances right now, the way that you're uh, uh, doing life, the way that you're bringing up your children, where did you get that from? Where did you get that wisdom from? And that's a big question because God wants to give us this understanding. He wants to bring us past this limited understanding. Basically, God is like the person that says, I know what you want, I can get it for you at a discount. It doesn't have to take that long. It doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to cost you that much. You don't have to go around in circles trying and failing so much of the time when God says, I've got a way. How many want that way today? Okay, so let's get into the Word of God now. This is going to be a mammoth task. I'm going through the whole chapter. So we're going to be skipping through it. We'll record it. We'll put it online. You can go back, read Proverbs 3, and then go. That's why we're calling it the Proverbs Project. So you can go back, listen to this, and read through these books and get an understanding for yourself. How many know it's one thing to feed someone, it's another thing to teach someone how to feed themselves? That's what we're doing here. We don't want to just keep feeding you so you're depending upon me, boosting me up. Oh, he sold it. No, no, no. My job is to teach you to feed yourself. So some of the things that you need me for right now, you won't need me for. That's my goal. How many know that's what a parent's goal is? To create an independent child. That becomes, there's no glory in my pastorship is if that I'm, you're dependent upon me for everything. That doesn't make me feel uh, uh, any better. So we're going to learn how to, how to feed ourselves. Amen. Proverbs 3 verse 5. This is going to be my launch text and then we'll, we'll dissect the whole chapter. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Let's pray. Father, we ask you right now for your anointing. We pray, Father, that you would show us here through your word. Let Christ be glorified. Give us hope, understanding. Father, help us with life that we can bring glory to your name. Keep us on vision. Keep us on mission. We ask you this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. amen. Let me start with dissecting this text a little bit when the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. And we, we, sing, we sing a song like that, you know, uh, you know, about trusting in Lord and I lean not on my own understanding. Uh, we, we sung it on Sunday and, and, and I thought it was timely because we sing these words, but do we understand it? I lean not on my own understanding. When I went to uh, Orlando, coming back from Tucson, visiting my dad, another dad's story. And so I'm in my dad's office. He's got an office. Now, my, my dad is into antiques. That was his trade. He's an upholsterer, an antique dealer. And so he has all antique furniture. And so you go into his office. It's all wood and old and things like that. And so I'm sitting at one of the desks in his office, and I'm just relaxing. I'm trying to do some stuff on his computer. He wanted me to fix something on his computer. And you know, office chair usually reclines a little bit. And so I leant back, and all of a sudden I heard, and then it just snapped. And then I just fell off and rolled over on the floor. And, it's, and you know, it's a bit embarrassing because everyone ran in, and my dad, his wife, went, and I'm lying on the floor like an upside down turtle. <laughs> trying to look, you know, I got this, dad, don't worry. Don't worry. 
And so uh, the reality is I, I leaned on this thing that could not take the weight. It could not take the weight. And what God is saying is that me and you, our understanding is like that chair. Your understanding is limited. Your understanding is limited. You know that, don't you? You have a limited understanding. There are parts of your own body that we could say, what is that? And you wouldn't even know what it was. We could show you a picture of it and you'd be like, oh, I don't want that. It'd be like, it's, you, you don't, it doesn't matter if you want it. So you've already got it. We've got limited understanding. And so this is why if you lean on your own understanding, like my own reasoning, at one point it's going to give in. And so sometimes what we're doing is we're leaning on our own understanding. We're, we, some of you, are, you lean your marriage on your own understanding. And your understanding breaks and you fall on the floor. And you're like an upside down turtle. Some of you, your finances. You've lent your finances on your own understanding. God is saying, don't, listen, I can lean on this pulpit. But how many know we couldn't put me and you and everyone else on? It's going to fall over. It can't carry. God is saying, your level of understanding cannot carry the weight of life. What God wants to do in your life. Now, uh, listen, we've got to get didactic. We've got to understand what does God want us to do. Look what it says. It speaks about lean not on your own understanding. Notice what it didn't say in the text. It didn't say lean not on sinful understanding. That's how some of us read it. Oh, don't lean on sinful understanding. Like, if it's a sinner, don't lean on that understanding. Like, yeah, if I want to have a good time, let me go buy some crack. That's sinful understanding, man. That, I'm not that. I'm not a crackhead. I'm not a crack baby. I'm not crack. So that's, this doesn't apply to me. No, it did not say lean not on sinful understanding. It said do not lean on your, your own, the one that you produce. Whether, no, but I've been saved. Doesn't matter. But I'm in the potter's house. Don't matter. I'm in ministry. Don't matter. You have a limited understanding. This is why the Bible is trying to show us something here. He says, listen, you have a limited understanding. You're trying to build your life. You're trying to put your marriage. It's leaning on your understanding. Falls over. Your finances fall over. Relationships fall over. Parenting. Everything. He says, listen, don't lean on that. Don't, don't make that the main thing. What God is saying this, he's saying, don't try to work it out all by yourself. That's what God is saying here in layman's term. Don't try to work out life all by yourself. Don't do it. Stop the DIY. Look at someone and say, stop DIY. Yeah, yeah, too much DIY. Now, that used to mean something else in this church, but we're going to move on from that. Amen. Because that generation is, is gone now. Amen. And so there's a new generation, and I don't know what it means to them, so I don't want to push that point. Amen. So, but think about this now. Amen. Amen. I don't know why you guys are smiling at me. I get nervous when I'm smiling. I have to check if I've got something on my head. And so think about it. God is saying, don't do it all by yourself. Don't do it without God. Don't do life without God. God is saying, listen, 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 listen. Don't do it without me. Lean not on your own understanding. Listen, some of us don't like to ask questions. How many here you don't like to ask questions? I'll put my hand up. If you're a man here, come on, be honest. You don't like to ask questions. Yeah. Okay, say, bro, okay, men. What if you're driving and you're a bit lost? Do you like to ask your wife? 
Do you like your wife to offer? Ah, see, no hands went up, but now you're like, oh, no, 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 no. And so some women are like, what? He should ask me. <laughs> Listen, as men, we just don't like asking questions, man. And we don't want instructions every minute either. But that's a whole other sermon, and we'll leave that for another time. You missed that turning, all right. I grew up in Battersea my whole life. I don't need you to tell me. I don't know why people are clapping, man. We've had, we, I've just undone all the good that Bill Neal <laughs> took a whole week to do. Amen. <laughs> Bring Bill Neal back. <laughs> don't worry, he's back. He, he will be back soon. Amen. And so um, the Bible says, look what he says in verse 7. Can we put verse 7 up there? Verse 7. Remember, we're, on, we're still in um, chapter 3. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. The beginning says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Like, do you see yourself as wise? Do you see, yeah, I'm wise. I'm really clever. I'm quite smart. The Bible says, don't look at yourself like that. Now, we're not saying say to yourself, oh, you're an idiot. You stupid idiot. No, no, no. That's self-abuse. Uh, uh, that's, not, that's not by believing. Some of you, that is the voice you speak to yourself. Not consciously, but subconsciously. You hate yourself. Hate the way you look. Hate the things you do. That's not Bible. That's not what we're saying here. That's not Bible. That's demonic. God never speaks about us like that. God corrects us. He rebukes us. But he loves us. He never says that we're ugly and useless and too fat and too skinny and too black or too light. He doesn't talk to us like that. That's anybody that's someone speaking to you like that. That's not of God. It's of the devil. It's of the devil. And if you speak to yourself like that, that's the devil speaking to you. You better understand, God doesn't talk to us like that. But what the Bible does say is, do not be wise in your own eyes. What he's saying is, is that um, don't, don't be a know-it-all. You ever met a know-it-all? <laughs> like the, the, the danger with the know-it-all is that you're going to start to talk about things that you do not know nothing about. And you're, you're going to be the only one in the room that realizes it. Oh, sorry, that doesn't realize it. You, you, you understand that? You're going to get up and start talking about something. Yeah, and, it's that. and everyone in the room is like, hmm, that's not right. You don't know what you're talking about. You ever been there? You ever done it? I've done it many times. Like, just, yeah, 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 this is what's going on. And then later on, I'm like, you didn't know what you're talking about, did you? I was like, why didn't you just shut up? The reality is, how do you... Do you think you know what's going on about everything? See, the reality is someone who's wise in their own eyes, they're controlled by their own feelings. That's what it really means. You're controlled by your own feelings. Because if we was to ask you, do you know everything? You would, no, no one here would say they know everything. And if you do, then there's counseling. <laughs> Medication or prayer or all free. <laughs> no one would say that. I know everything. Because that would mean you're omniscient. That means you're like God. No one would say they're like that. But you know what we really do? We are governed by our own emotions. We think, when we think something, it's right. As soon as I think something, yeah, I, I, I don't want to do this. I, I want to do that. And we just think it's right. And the Bible says be very careful because when you are controlled by your feelings, you start to forget some of the basic principles of love and mercy. Because things are going to come in. Look what he says in 
uh, 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 Proverbs 3, verse 1. This is the beginning of it. He says, my son, do not forget my laws. When you become someone who's wise in your own eyes, you forget things that are really, you, you, meaning it's like you, you didn't, you kind of didn't take it important. And he says, don't forget my laws, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. See what he says? Let not mercy and truth, that means love and righteousness. Don't let these things forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. It means let them be engraved on you. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of men and God. He's saying, listen, you better understand here is that once you start to feel that you wise in your own eyes, you're going to start to lose some stuff because you basically neglect every other wisdom. You neglect. How many know when you're full, no one can feed you? If you're full, maybe some of you are like, really? <laughs> I can always be fed. But the reality, if you, to be wise in your own eyes, it means you're full of yourself. That means anything that we want to give you, you'll reject. It doesn't matter how good it is, you'll reject it because you're wise in your own eyes. So you could be wise in your own eyes and, 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 and we want to give you some wisdom on marriage, but you're already full. We want to give you wisdom on parenting. You're already full. No, my parenting abilities and skills are, are perfect. Huh? You don't want to grow anymore. You don't want to learn. We can't advise you. Dating, relation, it could go on and on and on and on. If you're wise in your own eyes, you realize, listen, the very wisdom that you might have, the little that you have, you will lose it. And he says, do not let mercy and truth forsake you. You will become something which is uh, going to have a negative effect on you. And so let me run through a few things quickly that, where you see a negative effect. If we get Proverbs 3.27, and I want to just go through these things quickly. Proverbs 3, uh, 27. Look what it says that how somebody can become. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your power of your hand to do so. Keep going. Next one. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it, uh, when, it is, when you have it with you. And look at what he's saying here is that people that are wise in their own eyes, they're, they're harsh. You can become a very harsh person that you're not really helping others, but you feel good in yourself. Like he says, if someone asks you for something and you can do it, do it. Help them. Don't be like, no, 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 come back later. But you could do it now. You could help them now. You could assist them now. God says, no, no, no. But when you're wise in your own eyes, it has a negative effect on you. Carry on to the next verse, please. Do not devise evil against your neighbor, and he, uh, for he dwells by you, uh, for safety's sake. Next one. Do not strive with a man without cause if he has done you no harm. You know what it is? Where people become, that are wise in their own eyes, they become contentious people. You're wise in your own eyes. You're a very contentious person. When you're wise in your own eyes, it's, you're, you're a contentious person. Because you know why? You're over-opinionated. You're over-opinionated. Everything is because you're wise in your own eyes. Your opinion is supreme above everyone else's opinion. And I tell you, one of the things that I realized when I became a pastor is that I can be contentious. Some of the guys in the early days could tell you, I'd debate with everybody. Debate, you know, love going on the streets, debating with people. 
debating, debating. And sometimes there's a bit of good in that. You, you know, you got to get our point across. But I remember uh, debating with some guys and I was like, I just like to say things to antagonize and to, and to get under people's skin and win the argument. And the reality is, is that they're, they're, we declare truth. And if truth causes you to get upset, so be it. But we do not de deliberately just want to upset people. How many know that's not our uh, aim? To just deliberately upset people and get people riled up. But if truth upsets you, you got to deal with that. I'm going to declare truth. I'm going to declare righteousness. I'm going to declare these things. But the Bible says, listen, when you're wise in your own eyes, you become a, con don't be a contentious person. God doesn't want this. Next one. Do not envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways. Do not envy the oppressor. See, what's the next one? Is it the next one there? For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. This is someone who now, the reality is, is that you look at someone who's gaining through bad ways, but you actually envy them. Someone might be rich, but they've got riches for a wrong way, and you envy them. Anyone say Instagram? You're, people that are on there, and they're doing things that are against God, but they've got thousands of followers, millions of followers. I'm not following that person. I'm not going to follow her. We know why she's got loads of followers. Listen, if you want to get loads of followers, we know what a woman needs to do to get loads of followers. It's not, I mean, no, it's not right. You're looking at me like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, pastor. I'm pure. <laughs> Maybe it's you. The reality is, the Bible says be very careful. We've got to be careful uh, how we deal with things like that. And so uh, this wisdom that God wants to give us. Listen, where, where, where this all has to begin is that the Bible says trust in the Lord. How many here, there's someone in you, if you have a car, someone, you, you have, if you have a car, put your hand up, you have a car, or you've ever owned a car, put your hand up, amen. There you go, let's pick up some car drivers, amen. Okay, would you, would you, how many of you here, there are, there's at least one person that you would allow them to use your car? There's at least one person, okay, there, there, there. Okay, also, same people, but there are also some people you know that you wouldn't let them use your car. There you go. All the hands went up. So really, it's not the action of lending your car out. It's the person, isn't it? It's not like anybody's like, no, I'm dead against lending my car out. I'll never lend my car out. Maybe that is you. But most of us, that's not the case. Most of us, it's like, I would lend my car out to some people, but not the others. And what it is, it's the trustability of the person. It's not the action. Some people... It's like, I don't know if I'd get it back in one piece. And some people, I don't know if I'd get it back. <laughs> See, where this begins is trust in the Lord. We can trust the Lord. See, the reality is that many times we lean on our own understanding because we're not trusting in him. We don't trust that he's going to take care of us. We don't trust in his wisdom. Let's just look at God's understanding from verse 19. And look what it says here. It says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up. And the clouds dropped, dew, dropped down the dew. He says, The Lord by wisdom made the earth. He made everything by wisdom. 
by understanding he has uh, established the heavens. The Bible is saying that God's wisdom is so high that everything is made by his wisdom. That's the type of wisdom God has. That means he's made everything from the macro to the micro. I always say that because you think about it from the galaxies, which a man, even if we ended up, you know, man could not even go to the lengths of to the smallest quark, proton, neutron, electron. God has made it all by his wisdom. God has made everything by his wisdom. Now, this gives us an insight into understanding and wisdom. And this is why this thing is so profound, is that God makes things by his wisdom. That means you was made with God's wisdom. That means to make you work needs God's wisdom. Unless you marry a being that's not on this planet or in this that God made, you need wisdom to get on with them. Unless you're functioning outside of this material universe, you need wisdom. Because God says it's his wisdom that has made everything. It's for his wisdom he's made everything. If you're void of this wisdom, this is why we struggle so much in life. This is why man's life is so difficult. Because we're, do we're doing it without God's wisdom. We're doing it without his understanding. It's basically like never seeing an iPhone before in your life. Getting an iPhone and no one tells you how to use it. No one even tells you that it needs power. And you're just looking at this thing in the box thinking, what is it? What does it do? I don't, you don't even know it's a phone. The reality is God says, this is the level of his wisdom. The size of his wisdom. How come we don't rely upon it? See, if you're in a situation right now where you're confused or you're struggling or you're going through something and you're like, I just don't know what to do. This is where you need God's wisdom. This is where you need God's wisdom. And so many times we end up going around in a circle, leaning on our own understanding, keep falling over. We keep doing things. This is the way I've always done it. And it keeps breaking. The Bible speaks about understanding. And this is how God made everything. When you trust in the Lord, the Bible says, uh, how do, well, it shows us how do we trust in the Lord. Because how many know I can say, yeah, I trust in God? How many know it's easy to say I trust in God? That's like, imagine if someone walking, uh, you know, past this building right now, and I could just say, yeah, I love that person. How many know that's just words? How, what's the reality of you really loving that person? And so, so many times we can say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. How many know we know it? How do you trust in the Lord? You ever thought about that? How do I trust him? How do I know I trust him? The Bible tells us by acknowledging, acknowledging him in all your ways. See, are you acknowledging him in all your ways? When you acknowledge God and honor God, that shows that we trust God. And that shows this is when God really gets into our life and releases his power. Because in our text, it speaks about that then he will direct your path. He will then direct the path when you acknowledge him. The word acknowledge means listen to him on every subject. So there's two ways of living life. There's you living life doing, leaning on your own understanding. There's you leaning, then there's you acknowledging him 
in that situation. Now let's, let's give a scenario. Let's say that you, someone that upsets you. I know that's hard to believe that anyone could upset you because you're so patient and kind and forgiving and loving. But let's say someone's upset you. When someone's upset you, there's a few things that we want to do. We either want to cut them off. You ever been there? Done with you, man. Done with you. I lose after you, man. How many have ever felt like that? Come on, be honest. So that, looking at me like, no, never. I just want to pray for them. Fast. Seek the kingdom. How many know when people, you just, oh, knock them off, man. Block them. Now that we block them, isn't it? People block them. People tell me about that. I hope you have, no one's blocked me before. But uh, I don't know when you're blocked anyway, so I wouldn't know. So. Um, so you block them. Or you get angry with them and you fight back. How many know that's what we want to do? So when somebody does us something, when we lean, our understanding is the best thing for me to do with you is to lock you off. My life will be far better. That's my understanding. Yeah? You still, it's look like you don't believe me. Come on, be honest. That's how, that's how you think. Or I'm going to tell you about yourself. Yeah? I'm going to tell you about you. Oh, so that's how it's going to be, yeah? Let me just bring out some ancient history, some hieroglyphics, and talk about things you've done. And so this is, what, this is our own understanding. Put your game face on. Yeah? That's it. Friendship done. Amen. That's your understanding. But the Bible says, listen to God in all your ways. What does God say? See, that's the point. That's, uh, it, it, see, if you trust him, if you trust God, you'll be like, yeah, I don't want to do what I want to do. Let me trust him. What does he say about this? What does he say? What does the word say? Pastor, I, I want a divorce. Hmm? What do you mean you want a divorce? God hates divorce. That's not me just paraphrasing, like making it up. In the Bible, God has told us, I hate divorce. He said, I hate it. But your understanding is this will make me happier. You're going to have to make a decision. Am I going to lean on my own understanding? This is your understanding. This rickety thing. For a, a split second, it takes the weight off before you hit the floor. Or am I going to acknowledge him? See, what it didn't say, acknowledge him in some of your ways. What did it say? All. It's speaking about, listen, in all your ways, acknowledge him. It didn't say, on Sunday and Wednesday, I'll acknowledge him. In ministry, I'll acknowledge him. In everything, acknowledge him. This goes so deep that look what he says in verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits of all your increase. This is speaking about your giving. He's saying that you will trust God so much that you will put your possessions and even your offerings because you believe God. You trust him. 
And he says, listen, when you come to this place, look what he says, there's a promise here. So your barns will be filled with plenty. How many want their barns filled with plenty? How many want their bank account filled with plenty? Now it made sense. People are like, I mean, I've no barn. <laughs> Think about it. This is what he's saying. He's saying it only comes when we trust him. And when we trust him, then we acknowledge him. We listen to him. So you got to listen. This is where it comes to, guys. we got to go back to the word. If you're going to make a decision about something, what does the word say about it? 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 See, some of us, the danger is we can be like how he spoke about in verse 1. My son, do not forget my law. That's the word of God. Do not forget the word of God. But let your heart keep God's word. Let your heart keep it. Guard it. The word keep means to guard. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. The word of God is going to add this to you. Let not mercy forsake you. And so what he's saying here is that we need to protect this in our lives for the quality of our lives. Let me, let me start to wrap this up. We spoke about not leaning on your own understanding. We spoke about trusting God. I want to tell you, God can be trusted. He can be trusted. He, if, he's, if he can make, if his wisdom can make all of this, what can he not do in your life? What, what are you believing God for that's bigger than the universe? Like, is anybody here struggling because, yeah, you know what, I've just been praying for another universe, man. I'm not sure if God's going to do it. That, I might be like, yeah, he's made one. I don't know if he's going to make another. He could make another, but yeah, I just want a bigger universe, though. Could God make a bigger universe? How many know that's not our deal? It's like, oh, I need a job. If God can make the universe, he can give you a job. Come on. That would be like, imagine we see you go upstairs and you start taking uh, stuff out your pocket and putting it on the table. And we'd be like, what, what, what are you doing? And you're saying, I'm going upstairs to pray and I don't want to carry too much weight because I might stress the balcony. Huh? That balcony can sit nearly a thousand people. It can take you and your keys and your polos. It can carry you in your Bible. It can carry that weight. God is saying, my wisdom has created everything you could ever see and imagine. And then you think about you don't want to trust this wisdom. God is like, why are you trusting your rickety old wisdom? And my wisdom is solid. My wisdom is solid. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't know how it's going to work. God's like, trust me. Acknowledge me. See if I don't fill you. Fill your house. Fill your bank account. Fill your anointing. Fill your marriage. Fill your children. Fill you. God says, listen, I'll fill. But you've got to trust me and acknowledge me in all of your ways. Not some of your ways. All of your ways. God says, you're in a problem right now. I'll work that problem out. Pastor, I don't know what to do. God says, just acknowledge me. Some of you right now, all it means is just put God first. Put Bible first, prayer first, church first, evangelism first. Put those four things first and then God will start to show you some more complex things. Others, it's like, you know what? In your marriage, just love her. Love her. Pastor, you don't Love her. Some of you, listen, just submit to him. Honor him. Come on, honor him. Honor him. Some of you, just live clean. Stop looking at pornography. Just live clean. Live clean. Live clean. And then as you acknowledge him, I don't know what God's speaking to you about. God speaks to me about stuff, so he must speak to you. I'm not above it. God deals with me and says, Courtney, acknowledge me in this. 
listen to me in this. Because remember what it said, lean not on your own. It's not like, oh, no, 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 that's for you guys. But when you become a pastor, then you can lean on your pastoral understanding. No, your own is your own. Courtney has his own understanding about things. I'm being challenged. Hey, acknowledge me in this, Courtney, man. And it never ends. But what that means is a blessing because he's directing the path. See, he's directing the path. You know, when, this is the blessed thing. When God is directing the path, you don't have to figure things out. How many know when you go on a roller coaster, it can be a bit scary? But at least you don't have to think about where you're going. It's stuck on the path. Just hold on, you'll get to the end. That's how life can be sometimes. You're trying to figure things out. Oh, maybe I need, Listen, God says, why are you... Just acknowledge me. Once you get here, God's going to show you where to go. But God is saying, let's get there first. What about 50 steps after that? Courtney, let's get there first. I want to say, let's look at the benefits of trusting the Lord and then we're going to pray. Verse 21, verse 21. Let's get that up there. He says, my son. And so this is a father speaking to a child. It's a father speaking to his son. This is an older man giving wisdom, a dear uh, relative. And this is the position of the Bible. He's just, look, I care for you. He says, speaking about wisdom, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Next one. So that they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Keep going. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. Listen, when you trust God, it creates safety. I want to tell you, there is no safer place than being in the will of God. There is no safer place. There is no safer place than just being in the will of God. This is what God wants me to do. Someone might ask you, what are you doing? Where is it going? What's it going to? I don't know all of that. But I know this is what the Bible says. So this is what I'm doing. I do this because the Bible says this. I don't really know much more than that, but I'm doing this. Have you noticed people that don't do the Bible, they're so anxious? They're so anxious. He's saying, listen, this is going to be uh, uh, good for you. Verse, uh, what do we read? Verse 24. Then you will lie down and you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. How many want some sweet sleep? Not now. Don't, 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 don't do it now. Some of you ready? Just, mm. <laughs> it's like, not yet. <laughs> Some of you, you don't sleep well at night. You need to acknowledge him in all your ways. It's like, Pastor, I need sleeping pills and medication and I can't sleep at night. I'm tossing it. Listen, as long as I, listen, I have sweet sleep. Sweet sleep. I'm just like, yeah, let me, let me, let me. And if I, if I find that I'm not sleeping right, sometimes God wakes me up. Three in the morning, four in the morning, go pray, son. I have to get up, go in the front room, pray. God puts people on my mind. Some of you, God's put on my mind early in the morning to pray for you. But listen, more and more, I, I, my sleep is sweet because I know that God is caring for you. You ever seen a baby sleep? That's sweet sleep, isn't it? Baby, meow. <laughs> Just making them weird noises. Just chilling, man. I don't know. I mean, notice how babies are sleeping, man. You don't see. <laughs> just sweet. 
That's how God says, I want you to sleep, knowing that I'm looking after you, knowing that I'm caring for you. You've got to acknowledge me, though. He says, do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor a trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Let me read the message Bible of that text, 21 to 26. It says, dear friend, guard clear thinking and common sense with your life. Don't for a minute lose sight of them. They will keep your soul alive and well. They'll keep you fit and active. You'll travel safely. You will neither tie, tire or trip. You'll take afternoon naps without worry. You will enjoy a good night's sleep. Nor need to panic over alarm or surprises. Or predictions that doomsayers just around the corner. Because God will be right there with you. He will keep you safe and sound. This is what his wisdom will do, church. This is why each week we're talking about his wisdom. And when we talk about his wisdom, we're talking about his word. And we're talking about, you know, listening to his word. And obviously Christ is his wisdom. And so when we look at that text, when you will acknowledge God, when you trust God, acknowledge God, honor God, when you live under the word, you'll have well-being and health. He will keep you safe. You will not fall. You'll have peace of mind and freedom from worry. You'll have confidence no matter what is going on and nothing will hold you back. How many want that? God's promised that in his word. That's not me making this up. This is not like a motivational talk. This is not me making it up to kind of, this is his word. See, today, the choice is yours. This can go two ways. And the last thing is um, to show you, this can go two ways. Uh, verse 32. Can we get verse 32 up there? For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord. How many know we don't want to be that? Abomination is that God hates it. I mean, I don't know. I don't God hating what I'm doing. I don't want him to hate me like that. But his secret counsel is with the upright. It goes two ways. His secret counsel, God starts to whispering, hey, this is where you go. This is where you, no, turn here. No, this is where that job is. No, no, no. This is how you do marriage. Next one. For the, cor uh, what's this? For the course of the Lord is on the house Sorry, the curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked. How many, I don't want, I don't want God's curse on me. Listen, if God curses you, no one can bless you. We can send you little texts, God bless. God's like, I didn't send that. You can send an emoji. God's like, I didn't send that. But his blessing, but he blesses the home of the just. How many want your home blessed? Let me just stop here. This is, the, this is what people got to realize. This is the source of everything. When your home is blessed. When your home is blessed, your business is blessed. When your home is blessed, your ministry is blessed. When your home is blessed, your family's blessed. God says, listen, when you listen, this can go two ways. Either I curse it or I'm going to bless it. It's up to you. Next one. Uh, surely he scorns the scornful. Scorner is someone who just doesn't want to listen. God says, all right, you don't want to listen? I won't listen. But gives grace to the humble. Don't be wise in your own eyes today. 
Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be a know-it-all. God's not looking for you to know it all, have it all together. If you're humble, just come to him and say, God, I need your wisdom. I think, is there one more? The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be upon the legacy of fools. The legacy is what you leave behind. How many know that we want his glory on our lives? These last scriptures, what he's saying is this can go two ways. You choose. What side of God? Is it a blessing? God says, lean upon my wisdom. Lean upon my understanding. Acknowledge me. God is putting it here. Let's us make, let's guard this in our heart. Let's go back to our word. Let's, let's let God look at our lives. If you're going through something right now, are you doing it God's way or your own way? Maybe you've been doing it your own way. Well, listen, that's not a problem. We can switch it over today. That's what repentance is about. Let's just switch it over to God's way. And I'm telling you, it will change. Everything will change. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. We hope you've been blessed, edified, and challenged by the sermon to reach the lost and make disciples. For more information on what we do and who we are, visit us at phcwandsworth.co.uk.